What's up everyone? Good morning and welcome to our Water's Edge online Sunday morning worship experience. Once again, thank you so very much for hanging out with us today. For those of you that continue to share these online digital services with your friends and family and your circle of influence, thank you so very much for doing that. Continue to do that. People are tuning in from all over the place and we hope it's very helpful. Also, for those of you that continue to give online, thank you so very much for worshiping with us through generosity. That helps us love more people, help more people, feed more people, and serve more people. We just had a food pantry. Man, we were able to feed about 1,500 people because of you and your love and your generosity. And that was very helpful to people along the holidays. So thank you so very much for allowing us to fulfill our vision in serving our community with no strings attached. And also I want to tell you that on Christmas Day, Panorama Music House is going to be hosting a dinner for the homeless community. If you would like to volunteer, show up at 10 o'clock on Christmas Day at Panorama Music House downtown. It's a wonderful opportunity to serve people who may have been forgotten during the holiday season if you're looking for that opportunity. Today we continue with our current series entitled Christmas Songs. A couple of weeks ago I put up a social media post asking those of you to participate and name your favorite childhood Christmas song. And that social media post was popular. In fact, it was more participated in than most other posts. And I think one of the reasons why is because childhood Christmas songs during the holiday season just remind us of a time when life was much more innocent, simpler, and a lot less complicated, and sometimes a lot less difficult. We got to be honest. For some people, the holidays are a time of excitement and joy and happiness, and they just look forward to it. But for many other people, many of you listening right now, the holidays or a lonely time, and a painful time, and many times an empty time, and a time of struggling, and a time that just brings back a lot of memories and a lot of heartache. But before we really get into that today, I want to tell you some of the most popular childhood Christmas songs that people posted on that social media post. The number one popular Christmas song was Mary, Did You Know? And of course, I love to tell people she did know, Mary knew, the angels told her. After that was Silent Night, and then the little drummer boy, and then Rudolph, and then Grandma got run over by a reindeer. And so again, these songs just remind us of an easier time, a simpler time, a more innocent time before life became much more complex and much more difficult. But also each week, I want us to do this. I want us to look at the events that surrounded the birth of Jesus, and I want us to find some truth in those events and apply that to our life in some deep and personal ways. And so in this series, we're going to be dealing with some very deep and personal issues. Now, last week, we talked about my favorite childhood Christmas song, which was Frosty the Snowman, and how as we looked at that song, one of the ideas we came away from that song was this, is that it matters. One day, life is going to change, and sometimes your life can change completely just like that, and so it matters. It matters how we love. It matters how we forgive. It matters how we cherish the time while we have it. It matters how we love the people in our life while we have them. It all matters because um, sometimes life can change just like that. But today we move on with our next childhood Christmas song, and this is what it is, Rudolph. We all know and love that song, and here's why I chose that song. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose, and if you ever saw it, you would even say it glows. All the other reindeer used to laugh and pick on him and call him names. They never let Rudolph play in the reindeer game. So, honestly, there seems to be a problem. There seems to be a difficulty, a dilemma. Something has gone wrong, and it has made his life, the life of Rudolph, different. And because it's made his life different, it's made it very difficult. But 
Then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide the sleigh tonight? Then all the other reindeer loved him. As they shouted out in excitement and glee, they said that Rudolph is going to go down in history. So for Rudolph, what he thought ultimately in the beginning was working against his life ended up making his life stronger with a new purpose. And let me just say that again. That's sort of like the life lesson we can take away from this childhood song, and this is what it is. What we think is going to work against us in our life can end up making our life stronger with a new purpose. And so for you in your life, personally, what could that be? What could that difficulty and that complexity be that has made your life so different and so difficult? And at one time you thought this is going to work against me, but with God, this one thing could end up making your life stronger with a brand new purpose. Several years ago, I think it was around 23 years ago, I got invited to speak at this big youth rally in North Alabama in a place called Anniston. It was just a couple of hours away from Georgia as you're heading in to Atlanta. It took me about 11 or 12 hours to make it. So I drove all the way straight through for about 11 hours to North Alabama. When I get there, there's about 3,000 people in this big youth rally, 3,000 students, 3,000 adults. So I share my heart in that service, and the service went great. And after the service, I was praying with people and counseling with people. And as everyone's starting to leave, the person, the youth pastor that invited me down to speak was hosting me. I was staying with him and his family that night. He said, man, when everybody clears out of here, let's go get a steak. Let's go get something to eat. So just about the time as we're getting ready to leave, everyone's leaving, we're finished praying with people, another youth pastor and an adult leader walk up with this young teenage girl. And this was her story. She wanted to pray with us. She wanted to talk about God. She needed some help. And this was the story that she shared with us that night. 23 years ago, I never will forget it. She was adopted at two years old. She was the result of a one-night stand. Her biological dad never wanted her, never wanted to have anything to do with her. Her biological mom tried to raise her, but around two years old, she gave her up for adoption because she was hooked on pills and she just couldn't make the money to raise this child. So she gave her up to be adopted. She thought she could put her in a better home. And so she did send her to another home. She got adopted into what they thought was going to be a better home. But her adoptive mom ended up having some major mental health issues, bipolar, severe depression, and her adoptive dad had an anger issue, and sometimes he would take that anger out on the mom and was very physically abusive to her. And then when that young girl grew up and got a little older, the dad started to take his anger out on her too and was physically abusive to her. And she allowed that to go on until she was around 16 years old. And this young girl just ran away, and she lived with friends and boyfriends if their parents would let her stay, sleeping on their couches and all that kind of good stuff. But she ended up at that youth rally on that night, and she listened to this message about God, and that night she wanted to talk to somebody to give her life to God, but she was very confused because of what she went through in this life, and she kept asking me that night, does God love me? I mean, does God really love me? Because I have no love in my life. Does God love someone like me? because of what everything I've been through. We assured her that God did love her, and then the adult leader who brought her told her that she could stay with him and his wife and their family. And so that's what she did. She moved in with them until she graduated high school. She did graduate. She was involved in church. I went back the next three summers to preach youth camps for those area churches, and we did those in Florida. She was at every single camp. She was thriving. She was growing spiritually. She was doing well. She went to college. She got a degree. She got married. She had a child, and then she had another child. 
And then I never really knew about her or heard about her until one day the youth pastor years later sent me a local news article about her and her family. And this is what it said. She got arrested. Apparently one night her and her husband got into a heated argument and it got really heated to the point where he left and she started drinking. She didn't know what else to do and she got pretty intoxicated. Well, their four-year-old was asleep, but their four-month-old wouldn't stop crying. It had a stomach ache. And it just kept crying and crying and she was hurt and she was confused and she was drunk and the husband was gone and she was angry. And she started to shake that baby to try to get it to stop crying. And a few days later, that baby passed away and she went to prison. She's in prison right now. The story that I just told you may seem shocking and rare, but to be honest with you, I hear stories like that all the time. In fact, one of the things I always tell myself and some of the people around me that are close to me is that nothing is shocking to me anymore. You know, when you go through tragedy and struggles in this life and failures and disappointments in this life, after all of that, sooner or later, you have to decide who you're going to be. Who are you going to become in this life? This young girl made the wrong decision. And because of that, our world can be filled with very bad news. Now, let me just share my heart with you today. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. I think today in the world that we live in, it's very easy for us to see and hear all the sadness, all the darkness, all the heartache, all the pain, and all the bad news that's around us. And all of that can affect us. All of that can make us negative. It can affect our heart. It can affect our faith. And it has the potential to bring us down. And it can cause us to forget and overlook some of the things that God is doing and has been doing all around us in this life and maybe even in our life, the good and loving things that are happening in our lives and in our communities and in the lives of the people around us that we love. But also I want to remind you and all of us that when you and I are faced with disappointment, negativity, heartache, pain, failure, struggle, you have to answer this question. You're going to have to rise up. Who will you be then? What are you going to allow all that pain to do to you? Who are you going to become? Will you be defeated or determined? Will you be someone who quits or someone who strives? Think about the Christmas story. The nation of Israel is under severe oppression from the Roman Empire. King Herod is the king of Judea, and the Romans placed him there to protect their power in that region. Mary and Joseph had to go to Bethlehem because Rome ordered a census. They wanted to know who all they're dealing with. Angels appear to the shepherds and announce the birth of the true King Jesus. King Herod wants to find this baby. He wants to find King Jesus and kill him. So he orders for all the male babies in that region to be killed and slaughtered. Every male newborn baby is ordered to be killed and slaughtered as their blood soaks the ground. It was a dark time. It was really bad news. In fact, the scripture says that you could hear their blood crying out from the dirt. And in the midst of all this, we pick up in Luke chapter 2. In the midst of this darkness and this bad news and this heartache and struggle and tragedy, we pick up in verse 15. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. 
They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in a manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had seen and heard. It was just as the angel had told them. Mary kept all of these things in her heart, secret, and she cherished them. She treasured them in her heart, and she thought about them often, the scripture says. She would often focus on them and meditate on them and think about them. But why? Why keep the reality that their baby boy Jesus was God's son in her heart and think about these things often? Why keep the reality that they are going to be the earthly parents of God's son in her heart and think about this often? Why keep the reality that her son which is going to be God's son, is going to bring peace to the world and love to the world and forgiveness to the world and healing to our soul and hope to the world. And she would cherish this in her heart and she would think about it often. Why would she do that? Well, this is why. She kept all of this in her heart because all of this was good news. And she was surrounded by bad news. She was surrounded by devastation. She was surrounded by hurt and heartache and pain and guilt, and shame, and confusion, and trauma. She was surrounded by darkness, and negativity, and turmoil. And so she made a decision to focus her heart on something different. She made the decision to focus her heart on something better. You're going through tough times right now. And many times we make the decision to let our heart dwell on what we're going through. We dwell on the pain. We dwell on the confusion. We dwell on the heartache. We dwell on the guilt. We dwell on the loneliness. We dwell on the regret. But Mary didn't do that because she knew that would sink her. It would sink her soul. It would sink her heart. It would sink her faith. It would sink her love and her compassion and her walk with God. And so in the midst of bad news, she made a decision to constantly treasure and focus her heart on something different, something better, good news, and that was Jesus. And that leads me to one main thought that I want to share with you today, and this is what it is. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. I want you to remember this this morning. During times of disappointment, failure, pain, and struggle, the inner determination of your heart will always decide who you ultimately become in this life. As followers of Jesus, we can't always be people who quit. As followers of Jesus, we can't always be people who give up when life gets dark. As followers of Jesus, we can't always be people who make decisions based off of our emotions when life gets dark. As followers of Jesus, we can't always be people who make excuses for our weaknesses when life gets dark. As followers of Jesus, we can't always be people who are tossed around by our anger and drowned in depression and fear and anxiety and let all of that control us when life gets dark. Sometimes we have to do what Mary did. She made a focused decision to treasure her heart on something different, something better, the future, hope, God, love, faith, second chances, and Jesus Christ. And she was determined to do this over and over and over again until she survived. Let me say that again. She was determined to do this over and over and over again until she survived. Are you that determined? Will you do that over and over again until you survive? Sometimes this life touches us with darkness, pain, and battle, and it hurts our heart. Sometimes this life touches us with turmoil and heartache, and it hurts our heart. Sometimes this life touches us with failure and fear, and it hurts our heart. But we don't have to let it consume our heart, because with God, that's just not the end of the story. 
I don't have to give up when this life attacks me with uncertainty, loss, and sadness because focusing my heart on Jesus can make my soul strong and my spirit strong. I don't always have to give up when this life attacks me with depression and loneliness and sadness and regret and guilt because focusing my soul on Jesus can make my spirit strong and make my mind strong and make my heart strong. I don't always have to give up when this life attacks me with failure and temptation and sadness and disappointment because focusing on Jesus can make my heart strong and my spirit strong and my mind strong. The inner determination of your heart will always decide who you become in this life when life becomes dark. In fact, who you are right now, and hear this, is a direct result of what you've been focusing on in your heart. Let me just say that again. Who you are right now is a direct result of what you've been focusing on in your heart. I've experienced some very difficult times in my life, and every time I do, I can hear God's voice impressing this on my heart. Tony, don't let your spirit give up under this pain. Fight, focus, pray, love, believe, serve. If you fall down, get back up. If you fall down again, get back up again. Have faith, be determined, and do this over and over and over again until you survive. And if you do, you'll overcome your darkness every single time. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you so much for joining in. We absolutely love you. We cannot wait to see you back next week, and we hope you have a wonderful week.